This is episode 182 of the Beyond the Food Show, and today we're talking to Amanda Gates about redesigning our life with the energy in our home. We're talking about feng shui today. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dozier, clinical nutritionist and emotional eating expert, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food method and founder of the Going to Beyond the Food Academy. Corporate executive turned health expert with my own journey with weight, body image, and food. It's now my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently right now and unconditionally. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hello, sisters. How you doing? I'm happy to be back into your ears with a new format of the Beyond the Food Show podcast. Probably noticed the new music, the new format. We have our first interview under this new format today, and I'm very excited about that. There's a lot of newness in my life right now, and all of that newness in my life and my business I talked about in the last podcast. So for those who haven't listened, go check that out, 181. But there's more newness that came out on Tuesday. So today is Thursday. But on Tuesday, if you don't follow us yet on Instagram and Facebook, you've missed it. So I'm going to walk you through what is new. That's going to happen, ladies, every single month. Ready? Every month, we are going to release a challenge that we are going to do together as a community. As a group of women, beyond the food community, we are going to take simple, simple, easy action every month to empower us to feel confident right then and there. No need to lose anything. You're going to, through those actions, feel confident, I promise you. That is called the Beyond the Food Challenge. Hashtag Beyond the Food. We are starting in April 2019 with the Closet Detox Challenge. So very easy action. Here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to walk into your closet. You're going to pick up five piece, five article of clothing that don't make you feel awesome. Maybe they don't fit anymore. Maybe they're used to that. Maybe they simply don't make you feel powerful. They don't make you feel beautiful when you wear them. You don't feel confident because they cling, because they're old patterns you don't want to wear. Those five items take away your confidence. You're going to pick them up. You're going to throw them on the ground. You're going to step on it. You're going to put them in a garbage bag and you're going to get rid of them. And as you do that, I want you to pay attention of how you feel. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, scan your body very quickly, and pay attention of how you feel when you're finished your closet detox. And I want you to share that on social media, Instagram or Facebook is irrelevant, to inspire all the other women in the community to do the same. All together, we are going to take action every single month to empower ourselves to feel confidence because confidence can only be given to us by us. Are you excited? I'm so excited. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go either on our Instagram account or our Facebook account. You're going to find the posts. You're going to reread your instruction. I think it's very simple. But just to be sure, you're going to go do it, snap a picture of the clothes on the floor, you stomping on it or putting them in the garbage bag, and then you're going to share that. You're going to hashtag us, Beyond the Food Challenge, and you're going to share how this action made you feel. I can't wait to see all the hashtag to see you 
detoxing your closets. So I'm excited. So that's another thing that's new with us. So let's all get on the Beyond the Food Challenge together. Now, we also have, I just want to take a few minutes to share with you that we have a new masterclass on our website called So You Want to Lose Weight? That masterclass is answering the question that I get the most often, which is, I love what you're sharing, Stephanie, but I still want to lose weight. So if that's you and you're wondering what you should do, this masterclass is the place for you to be. So go check it out. It's on our website. It's also a link in our show note. And answer all the question that you should ask yourself before you go on your next diet or before you decide to continue the diet that you're on, or if you've been on all the diet in the world and it doesn't work for you, why is that? We're going to answer all of this in the masterclass. It comes with a workbook. We have five absolutely life-transforming exercise that we're doing with you through the masterclass. So if that's a question you've been asking yourself, go check it out, show notes, and our website. So without any further ado, let's get to today's podcast. Today, it's Amanda Gates, someone that I was referred to, and we had a blast during the interview. That's how this interview became E-rated, because we ended up talking like two girlfriends with a couple of S word and F word. So there's children around, just be careful. Amanda Gate is a professionally trained interior designer, a feng shui practitioner, a podcaster, and an award-winning blogger. Her podcast is titled Home Energy Design. It's on iTunes. She has a home design business locally in Nashville and online. So what the heck is feng shui? Feng Shui is the science of the energy in your home. Now, I have been living in a Feng Shui home since I moved to Quebec for three years. Now, I've never shared about this on any platform. So it's my coming out party during this interview today. But Amanda's going to explain to you what I've been doing in my home and what can be very supportive in your journey of making peace with food and your body. I know for some of you right now, that's kind of foreign and woo-woo is like, what the heck is she talking about? But as you listen through the interview, you will see how valuable cleaning up the energy in your home, your office space, your closet, and your fridge can be on how you feel and how confident you are about yourself. So, can't wait for you to listen to this. Are you ready? Let's do this, sister. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am very excited to have you because Feng Shui is something that I have in my own home for the last three years. and I never talked about it publicly. So I'm coming out party with you. Coming out of the closet. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about energy and how your home energy can actually impact you as a woman. But first, what I want to know from Amanda, which has a a design background and an education in that, how do we go from traditional designing home to doing this energy work within a home? How did that happen? How did I get into it? Is that the question? Yes. Well, it's actually a really uh, funny story. I was pre-med. I'm probably the only interior designer and advanced feng shui practitioner that has a degree in biology and a microbiology. But I, I went to school, I got my degree, and I got accepted to Western University. And I was on my way to med school, and I met a boy. And I met a boy and we decided that we were going to buy a house and I decided, well, if I can get into one med school, I can get into any med school. (laughs) Very arrogant of me. And so I did not. I applied to UC Davis and I did not 
get in. Mm. And so I kind of had a, a moment where I had to figure out my future. And in the meantime, we had purchased this home that was in dramatic disrepair. It was a foreclosure. It had been very poorly treated. And we bought it because it was the worst house, but in one of the best neighborhoods in California. And we had stars in our eyes and we were like, oh my God, like we just got this needle in a haystack of a house. We, we just were so excited that we had gotten into this exclusive neighborhood and we were young and dumb and had stars in our eyes and we took it back to the studs, but there was a lot of bad stuff in California. I don't know if this is still a law there, but at the time, the gentleman who owned the house to prevent it from going into foreclosure, he had moved homeless people in And as long as you had occupants within a house, the bank could not take the home from you. And so for a year, homeless people lived in this house. They ripped out all the cabinets. They tore up the floors. They peed on the floors. They spit on the floors. They had put this weird stove in the middle of what we think was a kitchen. We weren't sure because there were no cabinets, but they just decided to take a saw and cut a hole in the roof so that the exhaust could go. I mean, it was just, it was so bad. And like, this is like the worst energy trifecta you could ever (laughs) get into. But I didn't know anything about this because I was in my early twenties. And so we had taken it all the way back to the studs and remodeled it. And I was experiencing really severe panic attacks. I couldn't breathe. My husband had lost his job. I couldn't find work. I couldn't get into med school. Like everything was going wrong and we were having a lot of problems in our life. And I I just all of a sudden started getting fever blisters and I had never gotten one of those before. And just a lot of shit was going wrong in my life. And so I went down to a Borders bookstore and I was standing in front of all of these interior design books. And I thought, well... I mean, if I can just make this house prettier, if I can just put more chandeliers and shit in this house and just make it prettier, it'll be better. Mm -hmm. And this woman walked over to me and she said, darling, you do not need that book. You need those books. And she pointed to this ominous F word. And I was like, I don't even know what the hell that means. I don't know what that is. And she spun around and she, and I did not know her at the time. Her name was Marlene and she actually had a PhD in metaphysics, which I didn't even know. I didn't even know how to say that word. I was like, what the hell is that? And, um, she ended up changing my life. She was a huge force in my life. It was because of her that I ditched med school and I thought I've got to figure out how to learn this. I've got to figure out how to do this. And so I decided to sign up for interior design school and I got in. The idiots accepted me. I didn't know why. (laughs) You know, all of these fancy degrees in biology, which had nothing to do with the arts and, you know, all of these cool art people walking around and science geek and I know nothing, but they took me and uh, the rest is kind of history. It's been 22 years now. This is an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah, it's very powerful in two concepts, the haha moment where you're like, you hit rock bottom and then you're opening your mind to like stuff that you didn't even know existed. And then the power of this random woman walking to you and saying something or giving something to you and completely changing your life. Yeah, I would say that the number one question of that that I get the most is, how on God's green earth could you ditch med school for this thing that you couldn't even pronounce? And I think that, you know, many of us search for a long time purpose. Why are we here? What is it that we are to do? What, you know, Mm -hmm. what is my purpose? What is my passion? And all I can say is that, you know, after Marlene had, had pointed me in this direction of this F word that I couldn't pronounce, like the third book that I opened, it talked about this concept around energy in the front door. And at the time, our front door had been completely boarded up because it was being remodeled. And as I read, it was a Tara Collins book, and she was basically explaining the importance of our front door. And if you are not using an operational front door, which is noted as your mouth of chi, you can experience panic attacks, you can experience 
loss, opportunity, loss of resources, things going wrong, fever blisters. And I was like, oh, oh my God. God. So that's what makes me give up med school and go into this weird esoteric thing that, you know, people question. But I just, I felt it down in my bones that that's why I was here. Awesome. So I, I hope this story inspires women out there to really stay open to these random moments and these random people. Like, are you still in touch with Marlon right now? No, unfortunately, she passed away. But <sighs> the thing is, is that she was such a huge force in my life. And I think that what we need to recognize is that we have become, you know, so intellectual and over intellectualized society especially the Western world. And we put so much emphasis on thought and we can think our way through anything, but we don't have spiritual matter in our life. And so I think when you can step into this, you know, a lot of people, they can't wrap their head around the fact that I ditched something that was so prestiged and intellectual for something that was so esoteric. And she was placed in my life for a reason. Mm -hmm. And it was not a coincidence. She was a soul placed in my life to offer me an opportunity. And there's always free will. You have a choice to turn those opportunities down. But if you have spiritual matter in your life, and you trust, you'll recognize it when you come face to face with it. And at the beginning of your journey, you sometimes have to be hit behind the head with it for you to pay attention. Oh, w without a doubt. <laughs> like everything has to sometimes crumble around you for you to say, there, there's something going on right now. And now I'm opening to something new. Now, once you practice spirituality and you're more self-aware, it becomes evident. But I want to say to the women starting up, like you don't have to wait till you're hit in the back of the head with it, like both of us, right? You can <laughs> wake up before that. Well, I think years ago, Oprah had this great saying where she said, you know, the universe will usually come in with a whisper, then it'll come in with a knock, and then it comes in with a loud, gregarious roar. And so I think most of us in the Western world, we don't wake up until that loud, gregarious roar. It's not that the universe wasn't already there guiding mm -hmm. me, it's that I wasn't listening. I wasn't seeing it or perceiving it. And so the opportunities often come to us and then our intellectual mind gets in the way. Oh, well, I can't do that because, or I can't do that until. So we often get in our own way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's dive into the Feng Shui concept and how the energy in your home, which you'll expand on, influences us and how it can impact our relationship to food, to our craving, to body confidence, all of that stuff. Let's get into the juice of it. So here's the first question. What the heck is Feng Shui? I'm sure you get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the simplest terms, it's just about properly aligning energy in a way to increase flow and abundance in all areas of your life, not just wealth all areas of your life, which could be your relationship to food. If mm -hmm. you have, I always like to give visuals because I'm an extremely visual person. And so if you've ever tried to use a hose that is kinked, you get a little bit of water out of it, but it's pretty ineffective. It's not working to its optimum. Feng Shui looks at a house that is basically a kinked hose and comes in and unkinks your hose so you're getting the full amount of water, you're getting the full amount of nutrition so that you're operating with a full cup. And so what you're saying is Feng Shui nurture a nourishing energy within the home in which you spend a lot of hours, at least the eight hours of sleep a day. Plus, if you're like me, you work from home. So you are now fostering in your home positive energy. Is that it? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I say all the time is you cannot cultivate self if you don't cultivate home. And you can't cultivate home if you don't cultivate self. They are intrinsic to each other. So we spend a lot of time within our homes. Even if you go out and work all day, you still spend a lot of time in your home. And the design details that are lurking within your home affect the energy. It's been scientifically proven that walls and the way that our homes are designed have frequencies to them. Like a wall corner, which in my world is called a knife edge, 
that has a frequency to it. There's movement, there's vibrational movement. And this was proven in quantum physics by Einstein and, and many of the greats that there's, and if you're a sensitive person, mm-hmm. it's going to affect you greatly. You know, some people have really strong, what we call chi, which is energy, and it may take time, but for a sensitive person, those details that are in your home that have an energetic charge to them affect your energy, your subtle energy body. And so then what starts to happen is like with me, I was experiencing panic attacks. I got fever blisters. You can experience anxiety, stress that you think is, you know, from something else, but it's coming from your home. And then from that stems this erratic energy that you don't know what to do with. And then what happens is, is you drive it into food, you drive it into eating, Mm -hmm. you drive it into addictions, maybe it's shopping, maybe it's pornography, maybe it's gambling, but you think that that external thing is feeding you when in actuality you're frenetic because your environment is affecting you. That's brilliant. That is linking exactly what we teach in our program to our home. And that's why I'm so excited about this podcast is I'm doing it at home, but I've never shared it publicly. So I love that Amanda is able to express that in those terms. So feng shui is how you organize and live within this environment. How do we begin our journey in aligning our home energy in practicing feng shui in our home? I get asked this question a lot because a lot of people get overwhelmed and get very confused because there's a lot of misinformation in books and also online about feng shui. So what I did is I created my proprietary system, which is called the top five disruptors. So whenever somebody comes to me and says, I know nothing about feng shui, I don't really understand it. What the hell am I supposed to do? The top five are basically the five things that you need to look within your home to get started that will dramatically and instantly change your life so that you start feeling different within your home. And so the first one is that front door. I was talking about how my own, and it's literally what got me into feng shui was my own front door. So paying attention to your front door, we want to look at the overall shape of your home because it can be very telling. That concept that I was just talking about, which is a knife edge, you know, do you have sharp corners in your furniture, sharp corners coming at you from walls, sharp corners from art? You know, I've seen people who have weird sculptures that have like these knives and, you know, like ancient warrior things in their home. I had one guy that literally had six axes, like actual axes from medieval times hanging above his bed. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Bathrooms, you know, we all want them. It's a modern convenience, but bathrooms typically have three to five drains in them. And where does the water go? It goes down. Well, guess where your energy is going? It's going down. So we want to pay attention to the bathrooms. And then the last thing is what's called taking command. And so we always want to be in a commanding position, which just simply means that we can see the door. This is Hmm. basically our evolution that if we've got a door behind us, it taxes our parasympathetic nervous system and it can cause anxiety. It can put us in fight or flight mode. It can tax our kidneys. And so over time, that can cause anxiety. Very interesting because I come from the corporate world prior to doing this health business here. And one of the thing that they when they were planning our office, they were always making our desk facing the door. And the logic behind that is that it was very commending. So people came into the room and saw you and you took control of the room right away. You have a completely different spin on that. Yeah, it's more for health reasons. Yes. And it's also to eliminate, like if you've got your desk up against a wall, which a lot of people do to create more room, or the favorite is that they want to look out the window, you are putting yourself in danger. And from an evolutionary standpoint, mm-hmm. you're in fight or flight mode. And you may not consciously be aware of it, but your subconscious is going, hey, lady, yeah. hey, lady, hey, lady. <laughs> there's danger going on behind us. And so you always want to be in a commanding position so that you can see if the, you know, the evolution behind this is that, you know, when we lived in caves, we always had our back facing the back of the cave. So if a tiger or something came in, we were prepared. Absolutely. And so kind of the same concept at your bed, desk or stove, 
It's just a matter of wanting to be able to see what's going on so that you're not emanating anxious chi, you're putting out positive, calm chi. So that would apply to the office, having your chair and your desk facing the door, the bedroom, having your bed facing the door so you can always see the door. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because when you're sleeping, that's when you're most vulnerable, right? Yes. And then, so I live, I'll, I'll take my home, open space concept, living space, kitchen, and dining space. But my door is on the first level. It's like a two-level space. Mm-hmm. I don't physically see my door. Does that have any importance in the concept that you're teaching? It doesn't matter if you can't see the front door. It's just the door of the bedroom. Oh, it's the bedroom and the, like, the office. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just the, the physical door of the office or the physical door of the bedroom. Ah, okay. And the main door of the room, it's about having it, that's what you were teaching in the first one, having it operational and functional. Yeah, the front door is just, it's really important because that is the mouth of chi. And so if, if you look at your own mouth, what does it do for your body? It nourishes you. It allows you to nourish your body in a healthy way. And so somebody who has their mouth wired shut, yes, they become emaciated. They don't get the nutrition that they need. And so if your front door is not operational and you're not using it on a regular basis or you're not caring for it, it's essentially like having your mouth wired shut. You're not able to nourish every area of your life. It makes total sense. Once you present it that way, it makes total sense. Yeah, I've been doing this a long time. Exactly. <laughs> but for all the rest of us are like, really never thought about it this way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. these are the five main disruptor that women should, quote, not fix, I don't want to use the fix, fix, but improve in their home. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things to take into consideration, but that's kind of at an advanced level. And I don't want to intimidate people. I don't want them to be so overwhelmed that they're like, oh, my God, I'm not going to do anything. So I have found and I developed this system about a decade ago. And so And I actually talk about in my new book, how I came around to this system. I had a girlfriend, Sarah, who was buying a new house and she was like, okay, what am I looking for? And I came up with a list of like 150 things. And she's like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? (laughs) And I'm like, it's everything you need to look for. And she's like, yeah, no, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of how I now it ended up taking me another six years after that. So nobody said that enlightenment was quick or fast. Nope. (laughs) But that's what started me on my journey of okay, if somebody is absolutely new to feng shui and knows absolutely nothing about it, what are, you know, the top three things, the top five things, what are the top things that they can do right now that will create a dramatic shift in the energy, improve their lifestyle and improve their life and are easy to do. And so that's how I came up with this list. Awesome. One more question on that list. What do we do with our drain in the bathroom? Like they're there. Do we cover them? Do we close them? One of the easiest things that you can do is you can keep the bathroom door shut. And the best thing that you can do is just place a mirror on your door. It's a what we call transcendental. And what it does is it prevents the energy from going into the space and going down the drain. Oh my God. Oh, okay. So like a mirror on the outside of the door. Yeah. So if you find yourself saying you have to really pay attention to your language because a lot of the design details that are within our home are literally showing up in our details and we don't pay attention to our language and our home speaks to us. We just we're way too frenetic to pay attention. We're, you know, so busy doing that we're not spending time being and like houses talk to me all the time. And so one of the things that I will listen to people say is I'm just so drained all the time, you know, and it's like, huh, do you have a bathroom near your bed? Yeah, there you go. So pay attention to the words that you're using, because it's usually telling with the details that are showing up in your life. Interesting. So can I throw a few words at you that most of our women will complain about? And then you can give me some intuitive vibe on this. I can't control myself. As far as what design details? Well, 
if we're looking at the top five disruptors, I would look at the bedroom. Because if you're out of command in your bedroom or out of command at your desk, you're not going to feel in control. Interesting. And being in command, it's being facing the door. Yeah, so you're in control. And so one of the, the big things is, especially with a desk, if you've got it up against the wall or up against a window, one of the things that people will say is, I am not in control. And it, the reason that you're not in control is because you can't see what's coming at you or coming to you. Fair enough. And for those who don't work from home, but worked in, the, in an office somewhere, the same principle would apply. Yeah. And so let's say you're in a cubicle and you can't move your desk around and you don't have control over that. One of the things that you can do is you can take a, a small mirror and just place it on your desk so that you can see when people are coming into your cubicle. So think about if you're at a desk, whether you're in a cubicle or not, and you're typing on your desk and you're so engrossed in what you're doing and you're typing an email or working up on a project and somebody comes behind you goes, hey, what do you do? You jump. Yeah. Startled. And so that's energy. You know, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. And so <laughs> that residual energy, you're broadcasting that anxiety. So every time you sit there and every time somebody comes into that space and does that to you, you're adding to that residual energy. So then you start feeling anxious all the time without the person coming and startling you because you're sitting in that energy day after day after day. Brilliant. Okay. So I can't control myself. What about... I'm ashamed of my body. I would say that that is something more about the additional design details that would probably go outside of the top five disruptors. Okay. I would definitely consider the front door because that, again, is your mouth. That's where you get nourished. But in my world, I have a, a system called above and below the cross emotion. And so shame is a below the cross emotion. And so shame is a, a negative feeling, which is chi. And so when your chi is not strong, that typically means that you are furthest from the source of light. That's the, you're, you're far from your divinity. And so when you don't feel complete or you feel lack or you feel unworthiness, you're getting further and further away from the spiritual matter that is your truth right? So mm -hmm. that's who you truly are. And the further away from that you get, the more below the cross you get. Mm -hmm. So that's where looking at these top five disruptors can help you because you can start utilizing your front door to bring you nourishment, which could be spiritual matter where it's uplifting every area of your life. Looking at the overall shape of your house, because it could be that you're missing, like for instance, the back right corner of your home is the divine feminine. So if that's lacking within your home, you may not feel feminine. You may not feel like the matriarch. You may feel like something is missing. So that could cause a possible problem. Bathrooms, if your chi is constantly being drained, if you don't feel well and you're not sleeping well and your chi is depleted, you're not going to be like a super peppy, super positive, super happy person. And when we don't feel well, we make bad decisions. We don't eat right. We get cranky. We take it out on other people. So looking at these design details and boosting them or adjusting them ultimately boosts your chi. And when your chi feels better, you can get out of those below the cross emotions and start feeling more joy, more pleasure, and more happiness. But it's a choice. You have to want to do that. Absolutely. And it's taking care, it's self-care beyond simply looking at food. It's beyond the food self-care, looking at your environment. Without a doubt, because, you know, the top five disruptors are how I get people to empower themselves to start thinking about energy within their home. But there's layer upon layer upon layer when we look at our homes, it's a spiritual expression of energy. Literally everything that is in your floor plan shows up in your life. So for example, I looked at a person's floor plan back in September of last year, and I could see that there was childhood trauma. I assumed that it was with a, a father figure, and I could see that he wasn't doing as well in business as he was claiming that he was. Well, what I was able to do is look at the overall shape of his home and that spiritual expression for him was showing up in the front right of his home, which is the patriarch. It's the father figure. And he was also lacking joy in his life. 
So I was able to look at that and say, okay, there's some trauma going on around a father figure and it's affecting you at work. And so he was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, how did you know that? And it, everything is in our floor plan. Literally the design details that show up in our floor plan show up in our life. It's an intrinsic relationship. So what you need to do every day is you have to cultivate your chi and you do that through your environment, but also by taking care of yourself. But it's a choice. You have to want to do that. But as you elevate and as you cultivate your chi, then your environment starts to change as well. People will fall away. New people will come in, you know, and, and those coincidences start showing up because you're on the right path. Absolutely. I mean, you sum up life here through <laughs> your home. Without a doubt. It's an intrinsic relationship. Well, and it, and it brings me back to two things, right? We manifest our reality in our physical environment, right? That it is through the way we consume food, through the way we engage with our body, we manifest that subtle energy in our environment. So if your energy inside of you and in your mind and in your emotion is not in the right place, it's going to reflect in your floor plan, as you call it. Without a doubt. And there's a lot of, you know, like if we go back to the idea of shame, I'm ashamed. Well, I can look at your floor plan and, and you know, are you holding shame around money? Do you feel shame around your family? Do you feel shamed around your childhood? These are all things that will show up in your floor plan as far as where that is stemming from. And we attract the same details mm -hmm. again and again and again until we fix it, until we come face to face with it. So I had a client that I was able to look at her past three floor plans and I could see that she had been molested as a child and she had the same detail in each floor plan. Well, and as soon as we were able to recognize it and see that it was showing up, but it was something that she was stuffing down, then we were able to break that cycle and, and break that pattern. But you have it again, we come back to that choice. It's adding that spiritual matter in your life, taking the time to cultivate your chi and wanting to change your environment and change yourself. And it kind of takes a village, you know, it's about mm -hmm. getting your house and your home environment, right? It's about eating right. It's about exercising. It's about having the right people mm -hmm. because toxic behaviors and toxic people in your life can also affect your energy. So it, it's kind of this pyramid of uh, effect of getting all of the elements right so that you feel good. You're life coaching right now. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. So we're going to get onto my home. And for the people listening, I'll post some of those pictures on social media. But three years ago, I moved into a condo on the second floor. And at that time, when I moved in, I didn't wasn't engaged in feng shui, I just went with my intuition on how I should decorate my home. So my home is in the the white tone. It's very minimalist. There's no painting on the wall. There's no decoration on the wall. It's white walls almost everywhere in my home except one place in my office. Very fashionable and trendy, right? The whole white look. What do you make out of that? What does that mean in your world? Well, you have to be very cautious with white. White actually represents the metal element, and it can be actually quite depleting to our chi if there's too much of it. We have to have color in our lives to stimulate our chakras and to, to stimulate our energy system. And so if it's too much, then that means that there could be something else lacking in your life that you're not willing to deal with. So it may be that you are not wanting to, because each element has a color to it. Mm -hmm. So that could mean, you know, we have a, an elemental makeup. That's what makes up our chi. And we have all five in our constitution. And so if you're heavy on the metal, then that may be that your chi is out of balance. So that's where we would want to look at your floor plan. We wouldn't want to pay attention to the words that you're using and have a better understanding of where you're out of balance and why. Very interesting. Very interesting because the, the only room in my home that has colors on the wall is my office. And I'd be curious to see where that in context to the entire floor plan, where the office is located, because that area, if it's in family or health or where it's mm -hmm. at, that is what is giving you nourishment right now. Okay, so let's explain that to the listener. 
You're talking earlier about the, the front right and the back right section of your home. For people to understand if my training has been good, you're identifying the right and the left and the back and the front from facing your front door. Am I correct? Yes. So for people, turn yourself around, face your front door, and then you'll be able to identify the front and the left and the right, right? Yeah, and I try not, this is actually a concept called the Bagua map. Okay. And I try not to get into the heady nuts and bolts of feng shui because it's really boring and really unsexy and nobody cares. My office is in the back right corner. Ah, partnership. Mm Mm-hmm. And green from the heart chakra. I put it on purpose green to be the heart chakra because that's where I do all of my coaching. Well, I would have to know for sure. I would have to see your floor plan for sure. But if if it is the back right, according to the the front door, that would be your front door or your partnership area, according to the front door. And so that is the divine feminine. That's the nourishing. That's the mother. That's the feminine. That's perseverance. And that is your ability to receive. And so interesting that you would put green in there because green is the wood element, which is all about vitality and nourishment and flexibility. So that is where you're getting your nourishment is the divine feminine. Hmm. Which is my intention. (laughs) And I think it's a good point that you brought up this idea of intuition, because I think a lot of people want to overcomplicate feng shui. And yes, it can get very heady, obviously, and very complex. But that's what you need me for. I can go there. You don't need to. But I think what's really important is to pay attention to your intuition and pay attention to the stuff that comes up because we all have the primordial light within us. We're all that divine light. And so a lot of us step it down and ignore it. And we we want to approach Mm -hmm. it with skepticism and pessimism and, oh, that's just pure superstition. But our intuition is usually spot on. And so for you to do that and to do these things, that's all an intuitive spiritual matter that you're pulling through as to what you need to nourish this part of your life. Absolutely. And so some of the listener will know, and and you probably don't know, but I've got the last eight years of my life, I've been moving away from a patriarchal way of living, being in a corporate world and very high end executive level to this health expert tapping into emotional eating and tapping into holistic wellness. So I've done a complete shift to that new world. So I I intuitively, my spirit, because I allowed myself to be guided, guided me to this green space in that corner of my house. Interesting. Yeah. So, and that brings us back to, like, we'll do a full circle because we're coming to the end, but it brings us back to, for all of us listening right now that want to be more confident, that want to tap into their intuition to be an intuitive eater instead of a dieter and being someone that's confident with their body and master their emotion, the way in which your home energy is created has a huge impact to you being able to achieve those goals. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of things that we do, I was talking about earlier is we have this chaotic energy because we're stressed. Our energy system is stressed. And so it could be that we take it out on eating and it's, you know, stress eating and, or whatever the addiction is. And the thing is, is that when you are content When you have spiritual matter in your life, you become content and and you don't need to drive that energy into non-beneficial things. And so I would actually encourage people. I actually, on my podcast last December, I did feng shui fridge detox and how to feng shui your fridge. And so what I do is I teach you how to make your fridge a health alter to give you better chi in your life by the choices that you make and how you set up your fridge. It just makes you more conscientious of it becoming an altar to your health as opposed to something you dive into when you're stressed. Brilliant. So we'll find a link for that and we'll put it in the show notes. So you can go to the show note to get that. Love that. How do people take the next step with you, Amanda, into this world of home energy and feng shui? Well, if you're just dipping your toe into it, and you're not really sure about all this and you think I'm a complete weirdo, I would encourage you to check out the podcast and check out the YouTube channel. There's a lot of free resources there. I do a lot of teaching. If you're a little bit more on board with everything, 
You could go to my website and learn a little bit more. Although I would say my podcast and the YouTube channel are, are probably the, the two best okay. free resources. And then um, if you're curious or interested about getting a floor plan reading, you can reach out to my team. Let's chat at thegatescompany.com and we can get the process rolling. It is not a quick little one and done consultation. Most of our consultations are a group of months. It's usually a three or four month process, kind of like what you said, an energy coach of sorts. Yes. We really want to make sure that we have an understanding of what's going on and how it's unfolding and that it's working for you. So we really take the time necessary to work with each individual to make sure that they get it right. And then they can also go to my website, which is gatesinteriordesign.com. There's a bunch of resources on there and information to get them started. Here's a quick note for you. I love the fact that you are a trauma-informed company because you've talked about that a number of times here and how it impacts because we do the same thing here. And I think that brings us back to this full alignment between what you do and what I do because trauma is a huge impact of how we interact with food and it shows up into your home energy. How crazy is that? Well, you have to realize that, you know, if you do have trauma in your life, whether it's through sexual abuse, childhood abuse, you mentioned the patriarchal system, you know, what men can do in our lives. There's a lot of PTSD that I think that we don't, we don't realize that we're being affected by. And I think that the other thing to take into consideration is the longer that you don't confront it and the longer that you try to manage it or live with it, the longer you are emanating and depositing yes. that chi throughout your environment and it becomes toxic soup and it can get harder and harder to get out of. And so it does become a process. It does require work, but you know, we have so many fantastic success stories. I'm, I'm working with a gal now who is a professor and she and her husband were building their dream home. And she found out that he was having an affair with the graduate student. And, you know, that was pretty traumatic to her. And we've been working with her for a year now. And she just moved into her second home. And, you know, it's just so gratifying to hear her say, my God, you know, you've completely changed my life. And it's all been through energy. And it, it's been about getting the energy right. And she's like, and I don't even care about him anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's magical. But what you do is that these are fundamental universal principle, like the chi, the energy, the emotion is just fundamental universal principle. And then you're working through what your client through design. I'm working through it through body image and food, but I teach the exact same thing because it's universal laws. Yeah, it's universal truth. It's where yeah. we come from. It's who we are. And at the end of the day, it's it's really tapping into unconditional love, which is what we are made of. It's where we come from. It's who we are. And we have forgotten. We, yeah. we have an amnesia and we define ourselves through the things around us and especially the people around us. And we're conditioned to think that we are less than when in actuality we are these omniscient beings and we are so powerful, so much more than we give recognition to. And my goal through my company, especially with women, is to help them remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll add one more thing. In our world, we teach about diet culture, right? So this world of needing to be in a smaller body to be happy and to be successful in life and the intrinsic conditional around controlling food. Diet culture is what we get caught up into and causes us also a form of trauma because we're shamed about our body for most women since the age of 14 or 15. And we're now 45 with 30 years of trauma around how our body looks. And I don't know if you can relate that to feng shui, but I see that in women's closet. I don't know if there's a feng shui around closet, but there's a lot of trauma that's being held in women holding on to their clothes and how their closet is organized. Yeah, I actually, it's it's interesting that you brought that up. I have a, a little bit of a polarizing blog post, but it's called, Is Your Closet Making You Fat? And one of the things that women tend to do is they do, they hang on to clothes and they go out and they buy more and most of them they never wear and they just keep buying more and stuffing it in and stuffing it in and stuffing it in and stuffing it in. Yes. There's a lot of symbology around our personal spaces and our closets and it's where we stuff our emotions. And so a lot of times I, I've seen it happen quite a bit where women will, we will go through the closets and eliminate 99% of what's in their closets and they can breathe. 
and they start to lose weight and they start to change their relationship to their body. And let's not forget that a lot of the imaging that we have and hold around the trauma of our bodies is from the patriarchal system. It's this form of control of, you know, we have to look a certain way, we have to act a certain way, we have to be a certain way. And that is all from a patriarchal system that was not developed by us. And it's just conditioned. And that's ancestral chi. We also have that, that where it's been passed down to us. So a lot of people have to have that cleared, which feng shui can help with. But I mean, this will also show up If you have trauma in your life, there are so many design details that like with the professor, Deborah had given me her floor plan. And the first thing I said is the husband's having an affair and the client was like, I literally just rented this apartment. How would you know that? And it's like, it's in your energy field. So you're going to attract it. That's how it works until you clear it. It's going to continue to show up as a pattern in your life. And so that's where what you do, what I do. I know a lot of people want to have skepticism around it and call it woo and call it weird, but it's the fastest way to healing. It's the fastest way to get you back on track again, because it gets you out of the, what we consider normal is actually not the right way. And this is the right way to get us back to wholeness. Hey man, we're going to close it on this. Thank you very much, Amanda, for sharing your wisdom with all of us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, everyone. There you have it, ladies. I found a soul sister. You probably picked that up during the interview. This woman is amazing. And we both teach about the same thing. We just use a different medium. Amanda uses home and design. I use emotional eating, food and body image. But at the end of the day, it all come back to the same thing. It's beyond the food. The heart of fostering positive energy around you is something that you have to make an effort with, something that you have to take action. And our Beyond the Food Challenge that we talked about during the intro is the first step into this. So here's your takeaway action from this podcast. Go and action the Beyond the Food Challenge for April 2019, your closet detox. You can also go read her blog. I've linked in the show note, the closet detox blog from Amanda. And then do your closet detox, hashtag Beyond the Food Challenge, throw out those five pieces of clothes that don't make you feel like the rock star that you are. We have some great show coming up. Next episode is chapter two of She's Beyond the Food. And in this chapter two, I will share with you a very personal experience through a photo shoot. So you will start seeing on my social media, even on the image of the podcast, more full body picture, because I've made a conscious choice to do that. But I went through a very life transforming experience of having a professional photo shoot done in my house in the early part of this year. And I'm going to share the entire experience with you. So next episode, 183. Love you girls. Looking forward to hang out with you again on the next episode.